welcome to This Is Life. This is, of course, your host, Sean Johnson. Hey, thanks, for everybody, for joining me. Uh, this is just a standalone special podcast episode I'm doing just because I cannot get it out of my head. Um, in fact, I just, I'm almost to the point of just, I'll be, I'll be frank, guys. I'm just almost to the point of just tears with just the pain that I'm seeing all around me. This last episode, I tried to be, you know, just encouraging, you know, and, you know, try to keep a smile on my face. And guys, it's just, it's really, really difficult. Um, the reason why it's difficult, because there are people in our society, even in our churches, that are hurting right now. I mean, and 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 I just, I just, I'm just, I'm tired of the church, just especially conservative people in the church, just t- turning a blind eye to it, just because it may not affect them personally, or because they disagree, they just write it off altogether. And I'm just, I'm just sick of it. I'm just tired. I think that's, I think that's wrong. I think that the God, that God has every right to judge us <laughs> harshly because of that. I mean, people forget that the reason that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed in the Old Testament was not because of homosexuality. That's a false equivalency. The reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, look it up for yourself, I believe it's in Proverbs, is because they were haughty. They were prideful. They were not hospitable. They were not loving. Uh, They only cared about themselves and nobody else. And to me, if God is going to destroy cities, uh, he would have to have a a pretty, whatever reason that is, uh, tells me that that's what's most important to God. And they couldn't find one person in that city, in two large cities about the size of probably like a, a Chicago even. I mean, that's kind of our equivalency, just a, a large, large city, two of them. They couldn't, God couldn't find one person who was loving and kind and and had any sort of room in their heart other than themselves. And so God had to destroy the cities. Now, I'm not here to tell you that God is going to destroy America. I think that that's, you know, we, we're kind of doing a good job of just destroying ourselves. I think that there's a lot of room to put Bob, America in Bible prophecy and all those in times, but I don't really, that's not the point of today. The point of today is to put you and I in a, in a very minimal space, a very uh, almost impossible, but yet just a virtual experience. And I'm going to call it the eight minute and 46 second challenge. And I want you to share this, pass it on to anybody. I hear in a few minutes, I'm going to just allow eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence. And what I want you to do is I want you just to sit in silence. I don't want you to read a book. I don't want you to get on your phone. I don't want you, if you're driving, pull over. Uh, Don't do this while you're driving. I don't want you to be doing anything at all while you're doing this. I want you just to be sitting by yourself in a quiet room uh, where you can just think, where you can just really feel the time as it ticks by. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. Of course, that is referring to the time that the officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Now, I, you may be sick and tired of hearing that name. I'll, I'll keep saying it 20,000 more times until we get the message across, until we start to see people reacting, responding, loving and peacefully and kind to each other. And we stop writing people off just because we don't understand what they're going through. 
We have to show empathy. We have to show that we, especially as Christians, are going to stand for what's right and for people and for loving and for kindness. And we're just going to stop because of, you know, if you know, we're making excuses for ourselves as to why we can't get behind a movement that is so obvious. Why we can't let the words come out of our mouth that Black Lives Matter. Okay, say it. Say it out loud. Black Lives Matter. Even if you've never said it before, say it now. Believe it, practice it, understand it, and speak it. Let people know that you agree that black lives matter. No one's asking you to say that one race or one group of people is better than another. All we're asking is to, for all of us to understand that black lives matter and that you are an ally. You're going to stand firm for your fellow brother and fellow sister. Even if they have a darker shade of skin or a lighter shade of skin, we are all together on this earth. And we have a responsibility not only to our creator, but to each other to love one another regardless. And again, I haven't said it yet, but I apologize for the quality of my microphone. I'm on traveling, but I just couldn't wait till I got home to to make this because it's it's that important to get out right now. So here's here here it is. Just for the next eight minutes, forty six seconds, challenge yourself just to sit. And I want you to feel every single second that goes by, and don't do anything else. And I'll visit you here in about eight minutes, forty six seconds. You'll hear my voice again.
Okay, a minute, 46 seconds complete. How'd you do? Did you get tempted to get on your phone or to turn on the TV or take a nap or whatever? I mean, I did. Um, I just did it with you. And um, it was tough. It was very, very tough. Now, if it was just tough for us to sit here in silence, imagine how much tougher it would have been to have a police officer who is sworn to serve and protect us and as a community and me as an individual with his knee on my neck over a counterfeit $20 bill. And I am there not only in so much pain, but I'm suffocating. I'm being surrounded by a group of other police officers who, with their hands in their pockets, uh, community people filming me and knowing that I'm dying. I'm crying out to my own dead mother. My own dead mother. She's gone, but I, I'm desperate enough that I'm crying out to my dead relatives, my own mother, because I know that I'm going to be seeing her soon. Crying out for help. Friends, nobody in America, I don't care what race they are, but nobody in America should die like this. They just shouldn't. There's no excuse for it. You wonder why there's people angry, why there's riots and protests and looting. None of those things are, you know, looting and riots. They're definitely not helpful. But you have to have at least a small amount of understanding why people are mad. They want people's attention. Of course, you're going to have people taking advantage of circumstances, and they're wrong to do that too. But guys, the vast majority of Americans, I still just don't believe, get it. So we need to pass this around. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. Challenge yourself. Challenge, challenge your friends. Challenge your family. Challenge your strangers. Pass this on. I'm going to upload just a real simple eight minute, 46 challenge episode podcast right after this. So that way it's just an easy throw. You know, hey, just throw, just give this a shot. See how long you can last with eight minutes to 46 seconds of silence. Now, I need to be clear. The, the Black Lives Matter, I'm not here to support or not support or encourage or not encourage the organization Black Lives Matter. Frankly, I don't know much about the organization. But I definitely agree that Black Lives Matter. People who have souls, who happen to have a darker skin tone than myself, who happens to be a white guy, they deserve just as much access and availability and to peace and love and the ideals of America as I do. Um, so don't get me twisted. A lot, of, a lot of Christians are out there. How can pastors join the cause of Black Lives Matter when they're a socialist organization? Okay, I don't, I think people get confused. Some people, when they hear Black Lives Matter, they immediately think this organization, uh, but it's not about that. It's not about an organization. It's not about a group of people who have a socialist view or whatever. It's about caring for your fellow man and woman. I don't know what is so hard to understand about that. Just because there's an organization that is named Black Lives Matter, just because I, and then I say Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that I'm also, all of a sudden a socialist. I mean, come on now. You're, getting, you're letting your prejudice get in the way of truth and love, and all the things that we're supposed to be as Christians. 
So what can we do from here forth? Well, again, share this, pass it on, you know, find a good organization, the one that you can align yourself with and, and that you feel comfortable with that will help get you help, you know, maybe a local homeless shelter or a, a, a place that rescues homeless youth. Is a good place to start. Uh, you know, go into the urban areas and, and, and find charities that you can volunteer with. I don't know. Just do something. You know, the Bible tells us faith that works is dead. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do to put your your money where your mouth is, as they say? What are you going to do where you're going to put your, your, your works where your faith is? This is, this is what we got to do. If we want to see any change in the society, in, in, in this country that we love, we got to stop complaining and start acting, start moving, start doing things that we know will bring forth production and kindness and love and actually bear fruit. Christians, it's time to stop talking about bearing, talking about bearing fruit and actually going out and bearing the fruit of the Spirit and giving to people who don't have because the Lord has given us everything we already need. Let's take care of other people as God takes care of us. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.